Chop, the original Guillotine League podcast. Everything you need to know to avoid the chopping block. Chop is brought to you by guillotineleagues.com. Now, your hosts, Paul Chargian and Brian Johnson. Hey, everybody. It is Chop, the Guillotine League podcast. I am Paul Chargian. My normal co-host, Brian Johnson, we're just so bogged down in the business of running all these guillotine leagues for you all right now that he is not able to join. So it's going to be a lot of me talking, but that's okay. And this is a great topic. It is totally timely because I want to talk about the players that are going off the board very late in drafts or should be picked up on the waiver wire before Sunday's season opening games. So if you've already had your drafts, these are still guys you can pick up. Now, remember, waivers run for us every the last Wednesday of the preseason, which is, depending on when you're listening to this, it's either coming up very soon or it already happened. Um, and then uh, uh, you'll have a free agency period where you can still pick up some of these guys if you've already drafted. Now, if you haven't drafted, these are all guys that we're going to talk about that are ideal to select in like round 13, round 14, when in these big drafts, man, it is thin. So we are talking about some real dart throw guys here, but I'm going to make a case for a lot of these guys that could turn into helpers. And if they don't, fine, you'll drop them for somebody great because it's the guillotine leagues. And, you know, when somebody gets chopped, you go pick up somebody else and you'll drop these guys. But these are all players who I think can help you. And so I want to talk about a variety of different players. Again, going off the board late in your drafts or have gone undrafted and you can pick them up off the waiver wire or in free agency. Before we get to that, we got to talk about the Travis Kelsey situation. I'm going to get to that in just a second. First, new drafts going off all the time at guillotineleagues.com. Before the Thursday game, Detroit taking on Kansas City. After the Thursday game and even into the regular season, although I, you know, I think it's most fun to try to get in before the regular season, but you'll know a lot more after week one, won't you? Um, all right, let's talk about Travis, Travis Kelsey. Doesn't look like he's going to play Thursday. I don't believe he will. In fact, I think he's going to miss a few weeks. So first, let's talk about what to do about Travis Kelsey if you haven't drafted yet. You're going to maybe join another guillotine league. I've moved him down quite a bit. He's now my number four ranked tight end on the season because in a guillotine league, we really, we're playing for September. We want to stay alive. We know we're going to have other opportunities to shore up different positions, including tight end. I um, I know Travis Kelsey's great. He was my first player taken. I took him first overall on a Tuesday night draft. Ugh, no, Monday night draft. Yeah, bad deal. So if... If long-term there's a point where I would take him, it's probably the end of the second round, beginning of the third round in a guillotine league draft. But otherwise, Travis Kelsey, I'm, I'm probably not going to take. These, uh, these are troubling times and uh, troubling injuries, and he's 34 years old. So there's, there's a real reason for concern here. About the Thursday night game, you could try Noah Gray, his backup. Gray has been effective in spot duty in the past. He is, he is a pretty good player, and I don't think they want to just re-engineer their whole offense because Travis Kelsey's out. So he's a possibility. And if you don't want to go Noah Gray, or maybe you're looking for a different sleeper for week one, the other sleeper for week one is Logan Thomas, Washington Commander's tight end. Now, that, he's got a calf injury. I'm assuming he's going to go. If he doesn't go, then the backup to him would be Cole Turner. But here's why. 
playing the Cardinals. You already know where this is going. Last year, the Cardinals allowed the most tight end receptions and the most tight end touchdowns. Even if they get better, and they might not, but even if they do get better, they might allow mo, you know, near the most tight end receptions and the most tight end touchdowns. It's a potentially smash spot for Logan Thomas or his backup Cole Turner. So those are some guys you could go to uh, for help on that game. Let's talk about some of these players that you're going to be able to get round 13, round 14, uh, or off of the waiver wire. I want to start with the Indianapolis running backs. And I think a lot of you already sort of you know picked this apart, and you already know about Evan Hall and Deion Jackson and Zach Moss. And so I'm not going to spend a lot of time on that. I'm going to get to meteor guys in just a second. But I am guessing Jonathan Taylor returns in week four. I think he's going to be healthy. He's not going to – he can't hold out for very long or its contract will toll and I'll have to redo this year's contract next year. So I think cooler heads will prevail and Jonathan Taylor will come back. Um, but in the meantime, uh, Evan Hulse, the, the best pass catching back of the group. Deion Jackson is the veteran in this team anyway. Zach Moss was on the team at the end of the second half of last year. He's got the the, uh, the hand wrist injury, and Zach Moss might come back uh, maybe like week two, week three. So he's the least appealing of these. By the time he comes back, Jonathan Taylor's going to be looming. More interesting guys. Denver wide receiver, rookie wide receiver Marvin Mims is going to be a starter with Jerry Judy out and a variety of other injuries that have beset the Denver wide receiver room. Um, he's a he's flashed in the preseason. There's some there's something to this kid. Now, rookie receivers don't aren't generally safe for guillotine use because a lot of times they take a few games to ramp up. Justin Jefferson did very little in his very first games, uh, so there's no sure things with rookie receivers, but. He's a guy that that might pay off uh, down the road, even if you're not going to start him early in the season. So Marvin Mims is somebody you could look at. Rams running back Kyron Williams. The, I'm doing this for Brian. I'm not really in on Kyron Williams, but he is very, very strongly in on Kyron Williams. Um, Cam Akers, we all know what happened last year. Looked bad early, got kicked off the team for a while. Then he came back. He didn't, he didn't do much. But then in December, Cam Akers blew up. So it's reasonable to ask which version of Cam Akers you're going to get. And what if it's not a very good one? Well, then Kyron Williams is the next man up, probably. Zach Evans also looming, rookie Zach Evans. Um, So you could try those guys. Uh, I didn't think Kyron Williams looked that great when he saw him last year, but he's got room to improve this year. Indianapolis wide receiver Alec Pierce interests me a little bit. The team only carried over three receivers when they made their cut down to 53 so Alec Pierce is a big part of that offense who's going to be on the field a ton um and yep Anthony Richardson's going to be inconsistent for sure but Pierce Pierce is an interesting guy there's really he's the number two receiver for an NFL team that you can get off the waiver wire and Anthony Richardson's got the big arm I you know Pierce isn't exactly a speedster but he does have the ability to slice through the middle of a defense. And so there's a little something there, and he could get better in year two as well. How about Baltimore running back Gus Edwards? Uh, undrafted in a lot of leagues or available uh, late in your draft if you haven't drafted yet. And this is going to be a t- an offense that's going to be way better than last year because no chance all the people who got hurt last year get are going to get hurt this year. Um, so I like the whole Baltimore offense to be a lot better. Edwards is going to be in the mix more than J.K. Dobbins' owners want to believe. Now, maybe not at the stripe because J.K. Dobbins is a freaking assassin at the stripe. But 
he's going to help out other ways. And, and if anything were to happen to Dobbins, of course, Edwards would be looking at a big, big role. Giants wide receivers Isaiah Hodgins and Paris Campbell are next up that I want to talk about. I prefer Hodgins because he's he runs from the outside primarily, and that puts him on the field like all the time for this team. The slot is a much more crowded spot for the Giants, so I'm less enthused about Paris, Paris Campbell, but he will be the, the first man up for slot duty. But Hodgins looked really good at the end of last year. He looked really good in preseason. I'm, I'm particularly interested in him, and I've got him rostered in a bunch of leagues. Next up, I want to talk about three different Buccaneers. Let's start with Baker Mayfield. Nobody's interested in Baker Mayfield, but here he is, a veteran quarterback who averaged a touchdown and a half per game over the course of his career, and he's thrown to the best set of receivers of his entire career. Game script may be working against the Bucs a lot. They could be losing a lot and passing a lot. There could be some real garbage time helpers for Baker Mayfield. And then there's the early season schedule, including week one against the Vikings. Baker Mayfield downright startable in week one, and four of the first six matchups for Baker Mayfield are all very promising. Uh, so there's, there's some opportunities for Baker Mayfield to help you out in a pinch if you need him at quarterback. Staying with Tampa, their rookie wide receiver, Trey Palmer, Looks like he's going to be a week one starter on the outside. And granted, he will not be the first receiving option or even the second or probably even the third. That might be Rashad White or Kate Otten. But Trey Palmer is a track star guy who's going to run straight, run fast. And in some of these, again, easy matchups that Tampa's got in the first six weeks of the season, Trey Palmer might be a spot starter for you. Then I want to talk about Tampa Bay running back Sean Tucker. This kid's fascinating. Uh, he developed a, he, he was, well, first he was dominating at Syracuse. And if, if you want to just get yourself all lathered up about Sean Tucker, go watch his Syracuse highlights because, man, dude can catch, he can run, he's slippery, he's fast. He's, he just looks really, really NFL ready. Then last offseason was not able to participate in the combine because of a heart condition, and that freaked everybody out, and he went undrafted. But really, the heart condition's under control, and it doesn't stop him from being a great running back. There, he's, He is somebody that's going to threaten Rashad White for starter duty at some point, possibly, and he's going to be on the field a lot, potentially, early in the season. The guy's special and maybe more special than Rashad White. So Sean Tucker is somebody I've got a ton, ton of leagues so and it's perfect kind of dart throw for the end of your draft or picking up off of the waiver wire now last guy i want to recommend tank dell tank dell is uh somebody who could be sitting on a lot of catches he's going to run primarily from the slot um he's small um i don't know that he's going to get you many touchdowns but i can see a lot of games with Five, six, seven receptions, maybe 50, 60, 70 yards, and just be a, a guillotine league helper, the kind of guy that doesn't get you cut. Had a really, really nice preseason. I didn't love a lot of what I saw from C.J. Stroud, but it's early. We're not going to start Tank Dell in week one, not against Baltimore, but let's just see what happens, and he's, he's somebody that you could pick up late. All right, thanks for listening. Uh, I hope you found this helpful. Um, these are the all the moves I'm making as I'm, as I'm going through all my waiver wire decisions for the first preseason waiver run coming up this Wednesday. Uh, that is the uh, the 6th of September. Uh, and best of luck this year. Thanks for listening to Chop the Guillotine League podcast. Next week, Brian comes back, and we start giving you specific advice 
for all of your tough, big, big waiver decisions that you're going to have when great players start getting cut after week one. It's going to be so much fun. You heard us do this uh, the last several years as well. It's, uh, it's a great time, and we'll be back next week after the week one games for some advice specific to those waivers. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye-bye.